I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. After the final buzzer sounds, we're here to wrap it up. Why not? Here's Steph Curry! It's time for Warriors Wrap Up. Wrap Up 957. Warriors Wrap Up is presented by Realtor.com, the home for home search. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. Warriors lose the season opener to the Clippers, 141-122. Whitey, uh, this Don't game. Don't blame me. I, I, no. <laughs> right, the, the new guy on the scene, right? You're, you're taking all the heat for this one. Yeah. Uh, a game tonight that, uh, unfortunately for Warriors fans, uh, if they're driving home tonight, it's kind of an extension of everything that was a concern in the preseason. Uh, lack of size, lack of depth, uh, a team that was maybe fouling a little bit too much, and, and when the shots aren't falling, could, could dig themselves a hole. And you know, before the chairs were warm tonight, it was right. 14 to nothing and, and 16 to two Clippers, and then the Warriors woke up a little bit, but this was a wire-to-wire win for Los Angeles. Such a spectacular start, though, J.D. You had Carlos Santana performing the national anthem, and the place was rock, and it was louder for that. The arena was louder for that than it was at any time during the preseason. Then you had the starting lineups, and the place was shaken. And then Clay addressed the crowd, which was very emotional. Then the game started, and to your point, the Clippers started out. They made five of six. They invaded the paint at will. And from then on, the Warriors had an uphill climb the whole night. And also, I think the fact that you have so many young players on the Warriors, they really fell uh, fell prey to the Clippers' uh, defensive savvy, as well as they're just very Physically, they're outstanding defenders, but I think they took advantage of the Warriors' youth, and the Warriors uh, took uh, worse shots than they really needed to against a very, very, very good team. That's really the story of this game. The Clippers are really good. Yeah, and you saw an example tonight of the fact that, look, the Warriors are going to struggle at times this season more than we've seen them struggle throughout the last five years. That's just a reality. What do you ultimately take away from this game that that pertains to the season as a whole I'm not sure there's really anything more than that or anything that we didn't already know to me as I look ahead at the upcoming schedule and we'll do that you know throughout the course of the next hour here on Warriors wrap-up to me the story of this Warriors team is going to be how do they play against the Oklahoma Cities and the Pelicans and the the Phoenixes of the world and, and some of these teams that are ahead on that schedule we we might look up in June and the Clippers are the team that is, in some ways, maybe the new Warriors, at least for this season. We knew that the Warriors were going to have defensive problems. We know that they're going to continue to have defensive problems. I think perhaps for some it was a little bit alarming to see the Warriors struggle as much as it did offensively. Now you look at the fact that they scored 122. What's wrong with that? But they did not shoot well. And at times they really only had two real offensive threats on the floor. And it struck me watching that the Warriors right now are probably as easy to guard as they've been in a long, long time. Yeah, it's Stephen Curry who the Clippers blitzed 
all night long. Yes, Tried yes. to take the ball out of his hands, forced Oh, Steph if I'm the Clippers right now, I feel I look at the box score, I say, it worked. We handled Steph. Eight turnovers yeah. for Stephen Curry. He was eight for 20, two of 11 from three. He did have 23 points. But, yeah, the, the Clippers made life very difficult on him. And he worked for every one of those points. Exactly. And Draymond Green, uh, a playmaker who went out of the game in the first four minutes or so with what was initially diagnosed as a right elbow contusion. Now, Steve Kerr, after the ball game, you heard on the network portion of the postgame show here on 95.7 The Game. Steve Kerr saying that that is a nerve issue with the right elbow of Draymond Green. He did come back into the game, but it's something that we're going to have to to keep an eye on here moving forward. The other uh, news of the night as far as injuries go, Kevon Looney. He only plays the first half, and that hamstring that had been bothering him, a little bit of tightness there. He didn't play at all in the second half, and the Warriors, uh, I think uh, you look at, the 46-33 third quarter. Oh, my goodness. Not having Kevon Looney out there defensively was something that that Clippers first unit could could really exploit. I'm sorry, did you say 46 in 46 the third quarter? 46 to 33 Clippers in the third quarter. You know, I, that and the first, I think, three and a half minutes of each half really were the story of this game in a nutshell. It was 14 to nothing in the first three and a half minutes of the first quarter. And it was 16-6 to six in the first three and a half minutes of the third quarter. So you add all that up, and the Warriors were outscored 30-6 to six just in the first, that, l- that little seven-minute block of the game and what winds up being a 19-point victory for the Clippers in a game that uh, they led wire to wire, and the yeah. Warriors did wind up trailing by as many uh, as 31. 888 Nine five seven zero. You can also text in via the Chilton Auto Body text line at nine five seven nine five. As the Warriors fall to zero and one, losing the Chase Center opener and the 2019-20 season opener, one forty one one twenty two to the Clippers. I have to ask you about something here. I have some numbers written down here, and now I'm looking at it. I'm uh, looking at these numbers, and I'm thinking these can't be right. In the second half, the Clippers made 29 of 43 from the floor. They shot 67.4% in the second half. Yeah, that's not a misprint. Oh, my goodness. That's not a misprint. Well, that there was, you go. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, you you saw a shot chart, I don't know if they showed on TV here in the arena, you see the Clippers, every time a player scores, there's a little green dot that goes on the yes. area of the floor where that player scored. And the Clippers, by the end of the game, just had a giant green blob right underneath the basket. You couldn't even decipher all of the the dots. Right. Um, To their credit, they recognized uh, an opportunity, some mismatches, and they took advantage of them. As far as this game goes, and it's just one game, and obviously it's silly to overreact to one game, how do you keep this, though? How do you keep what happened tonight from happening again if you're the Warriors? I would say, A, don't play the Clippers. (laughs) Right? Don't play the Clippers. Although they will three more times. Yeah, I know. know Yeah, just not, not for a while yet. B, you just have to keep working uh, working and working defensively and have to get to some point where you have established some defensive integrity on at least a single part of the floor. Uh, but we know that, and they know that, and you can hear it in Steve Kerr's voice every time he talks about defense. And then thirdly, I don't know how you do this, but the Warriors need to get bigger, don't they? And not just in terms of having bigger centers, just their wing players. They look uh, in the preseason against the Lakers, of course, they look small, but tonight they look so small. Yeah, and look, getting Kevon Looney back, although he only played 10 minutes, Steve Kerr wanted to play him 20, uh, but he was only able to give him that first 10-minute stint 
before the, the hamstring tightness popped up, but be getting Willie Cauley-Stein back into the fold uh, along with Marquise Chris will we'll at least give the Warriors some options, some bodies uh, among you know those three players to, to have some semblance of, of a rotation once you get those guys out there. And, and you look, Willie Cauley-Stein's not a perfect player, but he is a starting NBA right. center. He's proven he can do size. some things that the Warriors could really use right now. And and that's that's why they signed him. They signed him because he is a pretty good young center. Perfect player, no, but but like you say, he he there are things that he does well and I think things that the Warriors believe he will do even better in their system with some of the remaining talent that's still here. From, from the last few years. Uh, some bright spots for the Warriors. They were few and far between, but there were bright spots. And that's aside from the arena, which, of course, a spectacular opening night for the arena. Obviously, things didn't go the way the Warriors would have loved for them to have gone, but the arena is tremendous. But uh, we did see uh, Pascal have a nice game, 6-13 floor, 14 points. And uh, Jacob Evans, 14 points, 5-9. And you say you, you, you believe he made more threes tonight than he did all last year? Or, or e- yeah, equaled, equaled his three-point three yeah, output from exactly. last year. Exactly, four of six tonight and a much more confident shooter. Absolutely. And the Warriors are looking for wing players that can play. They're looking for bigs, but they're looking for you know wing players. And you know because they really only have one prototypical small forward, I think they're looking for guys that can guard a position up uh, you know, from where they're at and, and soak up some of the minutes. Uh, you know, if they go with a smaller three guard kind of a rotation and, you know, Jordan Poole struggled tonight, two yes, for did. 13, uh, one of seven from three point range. He really struggled. But if Jacob Evans is somebody that that proves himself to be a rotation piece, you know, part of part of this season. And, and look, the Warriors believe they can make the playoffs and, and, and there's a long way to go and, and they've got to get healthier and they've got to play better. There's no doubt about it. But the Warriors believe that their best version of themselves this year is good enough to be a playoff team. So they should be judged by that. However, part of this season is almost viewing it as a transition, and and not a transition necessarily toward a rebuild, but a transition where they may have to take a little bit of a step back this year to to make maybe two steps forward. A repositioning, if you will. Next season. Yeah. And, And so... You have to look at the results from a game like tonight and the positives and the negatives as it pertains to their 0-1, and they're going to have to play a lot better if they're going to be a, a contending team in the Western Conference this season. But you also have to look at it under the, the lens of, hey, are there certain players on this team that are going to position themselves into being a factor on a retooled squad with Clay Thompson healthy and Draymond Green healthy and Stephen Curry healthy and perhaps D'Angelo Russell or, or other players they're able to add between now and a year from now. Yeah, did you expect to see something like this, or was it a little alarming to see Steph Curry struggle, uh, 888-957-9570? You know what? On the other hand, of course this happened. I mean, consider this. I'm not making any excuses, but last year in the playoffs you had – Basically, the Warriors at full strength, right, against the Clippers, a scrappy Clipper team. And that was a competitive series. So then, okay, you take Durant off the Warriors, you take Clay off the Warriors, you take Iguodala off the Warriors, you take uh, Livingston off the Warriors, and let's add Kawhi Leonard to the Clippers. Well, hello, and <laughs> this is a result. But yeah. uh, this is short term, hopefully, for the Warriors. Yeah, that's what they're hoping. But, yeah, I mean, the, the other 
side of this thing is the Clippers are pretty darn good. Absolutely. And it, and it's tough because the Warriors didn't look good tonight, but and I keep coming back to how we kind of started the show. We may look back and the Clippers are a 60 or a 65 win team when it's all said and done. And and while the Warriors didn't play well, it's you know the story of this Warrior season isn't going to be dictated by how they play against the Clippers. What did, what, you, what did you think of D'Angelo Russell tonight? He had a flurry towards the end of the first quarter, saved shot the, them back into the game a little bit. Yeah, saved the game from being a blowout at that point by And then didn't rolling. get many shots the rest of the half. He's a streaky player. I know that's something we've, we've I think, said to each other every show <laughs> that we've yes. done together uh, in, in the offseason and leading up to the season. Uh, but he, he kept him in the game. However, the, the, the one number that stands out above all other numbers, and it, it's actually a number that he shared with Draymond Green tonight, minus 35. Oh, are you going plus minus on me? You're going raw plus minus? I'm, I'm going raw plus minus. Okay. Raw plus minus for just one game is a little uh, dicey, but it is, there it is. It's right there. You're absolutely right. I mean, it's it's the time they were out there together as starters, and it's the time they were out there together at the beginning of second and fourth quarters. So who had the highest uh, raw plus minus for the uh, Clips? Oh, Patrick Patterson, who had the game of his life. He was, uh, no, actually it was Lou Williams was plus 22. Patterson plus 20. Patrick Patterson Pat- hit six yeah, Patterson was threes. plus 30. I get Patterson. As oh, a I'm plus sorry. I, yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. I was looking at the wrong column. Yeah, plus thirty for Patrick Patterson. Yeah, how about that? Six oh. of ten beyond the arc. Well, and and you know what? The reality. I mean, the Warriors could use a Patrick Patterson type. Absolutely, they could. And and you know we 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 laugh and and scoff and and mock a little bit, but I think you know you see the difference. You know, in these two teams, it it goes beyond. It, it's not the star power. It's the depth. I mean, the Clippers are as, as deep as anybody, and they didn't even have Paul George tonight. Right. They're going to be so good defensively once they get Paul George. Yeah. So uh, the Warriors got a long ways to go before they're anywhere near as good as the Clippers are right now. But that's not really their concern because they got another game coming up, and they got to bounce back after a, a subpar effort here tonight. On the other hand, you know what? They have lost now, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, let's see the Warriors. This is the third time in four years that they uh, lost their opener. The last time they lost their opener, they went on to win the title. Hello. That's a, that's a silver lining, right? Yeah, Mr. yeah there you go. Yeah. Mr. Positivity. Yeah. How about this? The Warriors tonight from the foul line, 29-30. How about that? That's good foul shooting. That is. And, yeah. and look, they're going to need to find ways to generate offense any way they can. So actually getting to the line that many times yeah. is, is something that they, they, they really didn't, they, they didn't do a whole heck of a lot uh, the last few years. And they didn't really need to do a whole heck of a lot the last few years. But it was you know, kind of a balanced attack in terms of guys getting to the uh, free throw line there. We're going to hear from Draymond Green uh, coming up here on Warriors Wrap-Up. We're also going to uh, hopefully hear from Stephen Curry and D'Angelo Russell as well, but we want to hear from you. 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. How concerned should we be with the Warriors losing their opener 141-122 to the Clippers in a game that really wasn't that close. We are also, Whitey Gleason, going to hear from Charles Barkley uh, coming mm. up here in just a couple of minutes. Charles Barkley uh, on TNT. Never misses a chance to take a shot at the Warriors. They had the TNT show here. They did the pregame show here. They were on at halftime, and they're on 
you know, they're on. Right. They the asked me to do it, and I said, I can't, I'm doing yeah. the thing with JD. Exactly. JD can't JB, do it. I can't. Can't do it. Yeah. Uh, but they had Clay Thompson on at halftime uh, here at, at Chase Center. And, and yeah, Charles Barkley, as you alluded to, he, he, he well, you know, let, let's go, let's just go ahead and roll Charles Barkley on TNT with Clay Thompson at halftime of tonight's game. Rush back to try and win a go to a six straight finals if I'm not 100% because our window to win another championship I think is open for the next five, six years. Go ahead, Charles. Well, number one, I hope you get back soon, but you're just wrong. Um, what is he wrong about? Well, I think they won the shut. Uh, Why? Well, because I don't think they can score enough. You li- I want to make my, my other prediction, and I was wrong before the game. Mm-hmm. I said they were going to be the 7 8 seed. They're not going to make the playoffs. Uh, because they just can't, they just can't score enough. You know, you look so at you can tell after one half of basketball, yes. playing yes. with the best defensive team, no, the Clippers. Uh, no, but not that, not just that, Candace. You you know, when you look at your team, you say, okay, Steph can get me thirty, De- DeAngelo can get me twenty, but Draymond, even though he's a heck of a player, he only gonna get me fifteen. That's not enough in the Western Conference this year. There you have it. Charles Barkley with Clay Thompson on set. Clay just kind of smirked and, and didn't really have a response. Charles Barkley's, uh, historically, his takes on the Warriors are ridiculous. Uh, he, ne- he said they weren't going to win a championship. Jump shooting team, they can't win a championship. Uh, of course, they did. Uh, and he had to uh, kind of eat crow on that. And then for him to say before the game they're going to be an eight seed, and then after the game say, oh, they can't score enough, it's just, it's just ludicrous. And I just... I hope we don't waste too much energy uh, paying attention to what Charles Barkley says. I don't think he understands how this team got to this point. I'm not sure he totally understands where they are right now and what he saw tonight. As Candace Parker said, yeah, the Clippers are a really good defensive team, maybe the best team in the NBA. Consider I, that. I just I can't make that judgment based on tonight. Look, we saw the Warriors play the Lakers a bunch in the preseason. The, the Lakers had their guys. And when the Lakers had their guys, it was a rough go for the Warriors. But the Lakers are probably one of the, the top four teams in the Western Conference as well and a matchup problem positionally for this team. Uh, the Clippers might be the best team in the NBA, as, as we've mentioned a couple of times here. Uh, they're really good. So I just have a hard time making these huge judgments after one game because of that being the team that they played. Now, it's not like, you know, you lose by 30 to Phoenix tonight. I'm thinking, okay, you know what? Right. Maybe you aren't as good as you think you are, but that didn't happen. You lost to maybe the best team. What Charles Barkley said, it's a little irresponsible, almost as irresponsible as you dropping raw plus minus numbers after one game. Almost, <laughs> almost, almost as irresponsible as well, that. It's, it's, and I explained it in the context of, of group. It was, I know. It was, it was, it was, it's position groups. That's look, I know. It's, and it doesn't tell it tells it tells a story that wow he scored twenty points but Charles Barkley that's a fair thing to say about the Warriors right now that you know what I'm not sure the championship window is open anymore but when you do a one eighty from what you said at the beginning of the game I'm sorry I'm just not going to pay attention to what you're saying seven eight seed according to Charles Barkley before the game yeah. at halftime of game one against maybe the best team in the league and they're they're just. That's it. They're not making the playoffs. Would you agree with this? The Warriors, of course, they've won championships, so they have some culture. They have some things that you think they're going to be able to bring into this new season. 
carry over some things, some elements from their uh, previous five years in the uh, finals and uh, five times, five years in a row. Uh, but we didn't see a lot of that tonight is my point. We didn't see Steph and Draymond didn't really have much of an impact. So some of the things that you think, while well, the Warriors are still a championship caliber team, they didn't look like it tonight. No, they, they, they definitely didn't. It is Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of Home Search. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason, we are with you uh, at Chase Center as the Warriors lose tonight to the Clippers, 141 to 122. Are we uh, the only ones here, by the way? I think we are, although there may or may not be some adult beverages coming. Oh, okay. At some point. that's I, I hear a rumor at some point that there may or may not be. Uh, Draymond Green. Uh, very short clip here, but Draymond Green was asked about the comments that we just heard from Charles Barkley, and, and Draymond Green did have uh, an answer. I don't really listen to anything that he says. So, they, so there you go. Yeah. Like, Draymond is he's right. right there aligned with you in terms of logic and sanity. Just don't listen to anything he says. Right. right. I, th- I thought a lot of people got way too carried away with what Michael Jordan said about Steph Curry. And I, maybe I'm giving Michael Jordan too much credit. I think Michael Jordan I thought it was a silly thing to say, but I, I think he was just being factual. He's not in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, we know that he's going to be right. I thought people overreacted to that. But, so. that. but even that was, I mean, you could, I mean, Michael Jordan was half smiling and he was yeah. half loopy on tequila. At least half, if not three quarters loopy on tequila. So it just, I mean, you got this tequila plus minus was minus 34. It was, yeah, it was, it was close to, to <laughs> D'Angelo and, and Draymond's yeah. uh, plus minus. Those, by the way, were not the saltiest of comments that Draymond Green made in his postgame press conference. We're going to hear from Draymond coming up uh, as well. As, well, you as need some saltiness, don't he, you, after he a just, game like that? He, yeah. he very bluntly uh, put put it exactly what he thought about tonight's game. So we're going to hear from Draymond Green coming up here uh, as well as Warriors wrap-up rolls on here, brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. How concerned are you with the Warriors' loss to the Clippers uh, tonight in the season opener. And, and you know, what do you take away as a positive? I know, Whitey, you had a, a couple of silver linings there. I, I thought You didn't the, seem too impressed the, with them. The, the brightest one for me was Jacob Evans. Yeah. I, I thought he you know, showed himself to, to maybe be a, a rotational player on a and team. And I put that, Pascal up there. He good. didn't play as well as Evans, but he played well. And uh, I'm, I have a feeling that... He's going to be a guy that it will contribute this year and beyond. So that was nice to see in his first game. And and where is this team going to find scoring? I mean, that's a big question. I mean, I know the defense, and you give up 46 points, and, and my goodness, the, the Clippers end up 50 for 80 on the game, and you give up 141. By the way, Warriors give up 141 for the first time in 10 years wow. in the, uh, at at home, uh, now in a new building at, at Oracle Arena. And the great Josh Dubow of the AP, uh, he put it out there after the game. want to give him credit for it. The Warriors allowed 141 or more points in a game 10 times in 47 seasons at Oracle Arena. 10 times in 47 seasons. They gave up 141 or more. The last time was 2009. Hey, not to get too lost in the weeds on numbers, J.D., but how unusual is this? I noticed that the Warriors had a total of zero blocked shots, and I imagine it's been a while since they've gone without a blocked shot in a game. It happened one time the entire season 
last year, and it was December the 14th, the game in Sacramento, that the Warriors won with a, a furious late rally uh, to beat the Kings. The Kings had them down, I think, 10 with uh, about three minutes to go, and the Warriors went on a, uh, I believe it was a 17-2 to run in the final 255 to 320 of that game to win it. Uh, but a nary a block shot on that Friday night uh, in Sacramento. Uh, and that was the only time all season wow. that the Warriors failed to have a blocked shot. So it goes back through the entirety of the playoffs, and I think the final, that would be 53 games. Well, KD last year would block a shot in his sleep, right? Yes. Without even knowing he blocked yeah. a shot. He would wake up, and there would just be one in the box score. <laughs> yes. Already. Yes. Just to, just to start things. Uh, we do have a couple of calls, so let's get to the phones here, 888-957-9570. And let's start with uh, Brian in Palo Alto. Brian, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, guys. How you doing? Good. How are you doing, Uh, Brian? I thought thought the biggest plus was Pascal, who I thought was significantly better player on the court tonight than Draymond Green. And I think Draymond, you know, pretty concerning, $100 million contract, and he was just awful. He was terrible on offense didn't guard anyone, and to me, like, that that contract is very quickly going to become an albatross for this team. Um, that was what my fear was when you take KD and all this talent off the court. Now Draymond has to perform offensively, and I just don't think he has the skills to do it. Anyways, guys, thanks. All right, Brian, appreciate the call. Thank you, Brian. Yeah, before the game, talking with uh, Jim Barnett here on uh, Warriors Live, I suggested that Draymond needs to up his three-point percentage not that he's going to shoot a ton, but his three-point percentage last year was terrible. Jim Barnett said he's probably not going to do that much, but Jim Barnett suggested that Draymond, if he can get out in transition, he's developed a nice soft touch at the rim, and uh, JB suggests that's how Draymond would up his offensive production. Uh, tonight, he I know he banged the elbow. He just didn't look like he was much of a factor. His final numbers are not terrible, but he just didn't really have an impact on the game. No, he didn't, and and him going out early it didn't help the the Warriors. You know, get you know getting off to that bad start uh, in the first quarter. Before they actually made a run. I mean, they got down fourteen quickly. They cut it to four. The Clippers had it though back up to eleven by halftime, and then uh, they they just took took control. Just uh, thumped the Warriors in that third quarter, forty six to thirty three. Uh, as you look at it, the Warriors were in. Uh, Big trouble at that point uh, heading to the fourth quarter. Charlie in New York City is up next here. Charlie, you're on 95.7 The Game. Hey, evening, guys. Um, I, I, it was exi- pretty much expe- what I expected from tonight. I didn't. They're playing the best team in the league. I mean, my immediate thought was, uh, as the game was going on, was I, I wish I would wish I would have liked to have seen the Warriors team from the last two years play this Clippers team, uh, if not in a game in a playoff series. But um, I mean, there were points even in the first quarter where they had, a, you know, like uh, <laughs> like a, like it was like a preseason game. I, I listen. I, it's what I expected. Um, um, my opinion on this team has not changed. If they play this way against the OKCs, and I think they play the Pelicans, OKC and Pelicans, the next two games, then we got to be worrying about them really not having a great season. Um, but I, I agree with you. I liked Evans tonight. He, he sort of developed an outside shot, which was nice. 
But you know, I'm not I'm not surprised. It's unfortunate they drew this team in their opening. I wish they had a, a, a bit of an easier team to, to for their first home game at Chase Center. But it is what it is. I mean, I, I, it's just we just have to grin and bear it for the rest of the season. I think. Um, all right, guys, have a good night. Thank right, you, thank, Charlie. Thanks, Charlie. Eight 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 nine five seven nine five seven zero. Triple eight nine five seven nine five seven zero. We've got our call of the game coming up uh, here momentarily, and we've also we're going to hear from Draymond Green some strong comments uh, from Draymond after this one. We'll play that for you as Warriors wrap up rolls on from Chase Center. Brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. Now, back to Warriors Wrap-Up on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason inside Chase Center. Warriors lose the season opener 141-122 to the Clippers. Clippers now 2-0 with wins over the Lakers and the Warriors. The Warriors are 0-1. They'll be back in this building on next Wednesday uh, against the Phoenix Suns. The Warriors with a couple of road games at Oklahoma City and at New Orleans, and then they're back here for what will be four games in six nights on the Chase Center Hardwood with Phoenix coming in, with San Antonio coming in, the Charlotte Hornets are going to be here, and then the Portland Trailblazers, uh, which will take us through the first uh, two weeks of the season. J.D., I don't mean to be redundant here, but uh, Zubats and Harrell combined, they took uh, 14 shots. You know how many they made? Oh, boy, how many? 12 of 14, they were combined. Each of them missed a shot. Wow. Yeah. Dominant, dominant inside. Dominant. Yeah. Dominant inside, and then you look at the points in the paint, which were relatively even at the half, and it winds up being uh, the Clippers 58 to 40, but much like the final score, the, the points in the paint numbers were, were, not, were, were not that close. Let, let's go ahead, Whitey, and, and hear from Draymond Green after the ball game. A, a very candid, as always, Draymond Green discussing the Warriors' opening night loss. Hey, Draymond. Um, Steve mentioned he heard that you had something with a nerve on your forearm. Did you experience, like, a dead arm there for a moment? Did you really have to shake that off? Uh, yeah, it's pretty dead um, and painful. But, I mean, it's still sore, like, really sore. But it'll get better. What did it take for you to come back out and play and play through that pain tonight? Uh, I mean, it was hurting the whole night, but just iced it and, you know, kind of got some releases done um, back there and just came back out. Draymond, you've obviously had some great opening nights here, getting rings, stuff like that. This was different. Um, the Chase Center, your first game here, obviously the result of the game. Just how strange and different has it been this season so far? Uh, it's been one game, so it hasn't really been too strange. Um it's not really much to assess. We just got preseason crushed as well. tonight. I've never really been one to assess anything about the preseason. It's not really something anyone takes that serious. So, uh, Hydre, uh, Barkley talked to Clay at halftime and said that after just one half, he could see that the team would not make the playoffs, and Clay brushed it off and kind of laughed at it. Uh, when you hear something like that from a guy like him, how do you take it? listen to anything that he says. 
what are they telling you about the injury? I mean, and is there any concern like it's going to linger uh, beyond just, hey, it's sore for a couple of days? Uh, it's a bruise, so, you know, um, it'll probably get even more sore overnight. Uh, but, you know, just go to take it day by day and, you know, hopefully it starts to improve pretty quickly. But it's not really much you can do about a bruise other than ice. They shot a 56% from three. How much do you chalk that up to them just making a bunch of shots? And then what did you see from the defensive Our defense execution? was atrocious. Um, they hit some shots. You got to give them some credit. But when you get in the type of rhythm they were allowed to get in, uh, you're going to hit shots. And a lot of them was open. So get them some credit. They're a damn good team. Our defense was pathetic. Was there something specific defensively? Uh, everything. Off the ball, on the ball, uh, pick and roll coverage, transition defense. It, it was bad across the board. Jeremiah, how, how patient are you with this with this team? You have, I think, nine guys under 23 or younger. They have to learn the system and the culture and the way you guys play. How, how patient are you and then also the organization? I got no choice but to be patient. You know, you can't really speed the process up. Um, the only thing that really helps with that is experience, so. Have to be patient. What, what exactly happened on the play? I mean, it seemed like Beverly, I guess, kind of hit you on a screen. Is that how the bruise happened? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if it was his elbow or his shoulder, but he got me pretty good. Um, but it is what it is. Just kind of the wrong spot to get hit at. But it happens. Uh, on a positive note, what did you like about the team? What do you think you can build off from today's game? Mm. We had some good moments offensively, uh, a few. But I'm not a moral victory type of guy. I'm not leaving this game looking for something to build off on. We <laughs> sucked. And we got to get better. I'm not, I'm not a coach, so I'm not about to go watch a film and say, oh, well, we can build on this. I really don't give a damn about what we can build on. We suck tonight, and we got to get better overall. And that's just what it is. All right, there you have it. Atrocious, pathetic, yes, uh, and, and accurate descriptions we of the Warrior in, defense. We bleep and suck tonight Yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, I know Brian called and suggested that he thought Draymond was terrible. I, I do think that at times he looked like uh, his elbow was bothering him on his uh, shot. And if he said he had a dead dead arm, then yeah. obviously there was some nerve involvement there. Uh, but it sounds like the outlook is uh, fairly positive. Give Draymond credit, right? I mean, he, he definitely called it like he saw it. No sugar coating there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and, what, was and, the, what was bad about the defense? Everything. Yeah. Yeah. And not much to take positively uh, from it in his mind. Uh, but, I mean, the Warriors did score 122 points. A lot of that came you know, after they were down. I mean, the Clippers are a very good defensive team, but it never really felt. I mean, the Warriors had to work so hard for everything. I think that's kind of one of the takeaways and the the second chance points the offensive rebounds 
you know, the Warriors wind up with 15 offensive rebounds, but they wound up shooting 19 more shots a than lot the of Clippers time. did. Yes. Which, yeah, you were saying that, that happens a, a lot when a you still lot make of, shots. Yeah. A lot of times when you look at an NBA box score and you see one team has a lot of uh, offensive rebounds, uh, often it's more than the Warriors had, but that's one of the first things you look at is, oh, they must have missed a ton of shots because that's why they had a chance for so many offensive rebounds. They couldn't make baskets. Uh, like you said, they scored 122, but they shot under 40% tonight. And the Warriors shot 19 more field goals than the Clippers did they made 11 fewer and you just you you add it all up I mean we're talking about a I mean that that's just that's a major major difference a very good team the odds on favorite to win it all in the eyes of many against a team right now that is that is figuring out a lot of things was definitely a a mismatch at the Chase Center this evening. The Warriors definitely, uh, they were not Chase tonight. They were the Chasers, and they never did catch the Clippers. Never led in the contest. We still have time for some phone calls. If you want to weigh in on this one, 888-957-9570, 888-957-9570. We are also going to hear from Stephen Curry uh, before we get out of here uh, at midnight uh, it's John Dickinson and Whitey Gleason. Warriors wrap-up brought to you by Realtor.com, the home of home search. We've got our call of the game, uh, which is coming up as well. Uh, Warriors dip to 0-1 on the season as they lose tonight to the Clippers uh, inside Chase Center, 141-122. to We'll come back. We'll hear from Curry. We'll have our call of the game as well right here on 95.7 The Game. Warriors wrap-up continues on 95.7 The Game. John Dickinson, Whitey Gleason at Chase Center. Warriors lose to the Clippers, 141-122. We're going to hear from Stephen Curry coming up here in just a moment. But first, let's get to our call of the game. It's time for the call of the game. Brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Curry, the rebound. Curry leads a three-on-three, shovel to the hot hand, Russell, another dribble, same spot, same result, ten points in a row for D'Angelo Russell and Doc Rivers once time. And yet D'Angelo Russell really kept everybody engaged in the game until the third quarter. I mean, that was in danger of getting away from the Warriors, Whitey. Uh, but D'Angelo Russell, his own personal 10-0 run that got the Warriors back within striking distance and, and in a fight, uh, a hot yeah. streak from from a guy that is known for getting as hot as anybody. Yeah, you know, Steph, they, uh, the guys on TNT used to say when when Steph gets hot, he, they used to say oh, it's Steffertless. But when uh, D'Angelo Russell, uh, <laughs> yeah, it just looks so fluid and it looked unstoppable and so calm, cool, collected. and just. Uh, but then we didn't see, he didn't get up as many shots after that. And, uh, rest of that half, but uh, definitely had uh, a flurry there that showed us what he is capable of doing. One bright spot uh, for D'Angelo Russell, four of eight from three, but he also had eight assists. Uh, but again, that, that minus 35 that you're telling me. I didn't bring not that Not to up. worry you, about. Well, yeah. Not don't, to be concerned with. Yeah, it's really, it's it's nothing really to get too concerned. At least give me adjusted plus minus if you're going to go plus minus. But now we're getting way down the wrong path. So D'Angelo Russell, our call of the game. That's brought to you by Metro by T-Mobile. Metro by T-Mobile. That's genius. Let's go ahead and hear from Stephen Curry as he met with reporters downstairs here at Chase Center in the media room following the ball game tonight. 
Steph, that, that, that um, obviously wasn't the way you guys wanted to open this Chase Center, but how do you, how do you assess this game and, and what it means to sort of for this team as a whole going forward? I mean, the easy answer is it's one of 82, but uh, there are some glaring things that we need to kind of correct if we're going to, um, you know, win basketball games consistently. Uh, obviously, credit the Clippers. They came off a, a pretty hard-fought, intense battle in L.A. game one, so they were battle-tested just in terms of being in that situation, and they, they started that first six minutes you know, with that same intensity, you know, we fought our way back into it, made it interesting. Um, and then they hit us with our typical third quarter type of vibe. So uh, I think a lot of it's just uh, the little things that are going to help us compete and, and be in games, turnovers, which, you know, obviously I had eight of them, um, and then rebounding the basketball. Those possessions are key for us. You know, our margin for error is, is really slim. So those those things we got to correct if we're going to compete, and we we understand that. We just got to do it. What specifically was maybe the most glaring defensive problem? Uh, it felt like just our help side in general. Uh, you know, the pick and roll they got a lot of drop passes um, early and often. You know, most of their bigs were pretty much uncontested <clears throat> in the paint, and then as you overcorrect to that, they started to get hot shooting. You're shooting the bas shooting the basketball from outside, so um, 62% and 54% is not going to get it done, uh, no matter if we make shots or not. So that jumps off the stat sheet pretty crazy. Steph, um, Steve was in here and said, you know, losing losing stinks. He didn't. He didn't have much fun with that. And what you guys have had here the last five years is not typical. This is more the reality of the NBA. But how do you, as one of the veterans, sort of there may be growing pains, be patient through this and, and keep this team, you know, going in the right right direction on nights like this? I mean, it's all a matter of perspective. Uh, like you said, it doesn't. it's not a good feeling at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. When you're, especially when you're opening up a new building, and uh, just excited about the opportunity. Understanding the Clippers are a really good team, um, and they played like it tonight. But again, there are things that are going to be constant themes for us throughout the year. That uh, whether it's me, Draymond, Loon, all the way down to the the youngest guy on this team, we're going to have to really focus in on. Um, like I said, the, the turnovers, rebound the basketball, and just our defensive presence in general. You know, I think over the course of the season, we're going to score enough points because we have uh, some talent on that end of the floor. It's just a matter of how bad we want it on the other end and the sense of urgency. So it is one game. You know, sucked out there tonight. Got to come back and uh, and uh, beat OKC on, on Sunday. Prevailing thought from Stephen Curry listening to him downstairs in the press conference room here at Chase Center. Uh, he mentioned the Warriors getting hit by the Clippers with kind of their third quarter thing, what the Warriors had done to a lot of teams throughout the years in the third quarter, especially the last couple of years with, with Kevin Durant and all those all-stars. Uh, and it just kind of made me think, boy, that the Clippers did to the Warriors tonight what the Warriors had done to the entire league for half of 
decade. It just yeah. it felt an awful lot like the Warriors were playing these previous versions of the Warriors tonight. Yeah, uh, two things that uh, that stuck out for me. He mentioned his turnovers, eight turnovers for Steph Curry. That's really discouraging, given that we knew that teams were going to blitz him. He was going to get trapped, and he didn't handle it well. No, there were and a couple of was coming, a couple he, of quick yes. forces that were just yes. no chance. Turn like he didn't even. It was they were broken up as the right. ball barely left his hands. Yeah, and it's not like, oh, I didn't know they were going to do that. So you knew that was coming. So that was a, a, a little discouraging. And then, uh, as he said, we just heard him say, well, when we know we're going to score. Um, and, they, yeah, they scored 122 tonight. But at times they looked like they needed a third scorer on the floor. Yeah, and, and there really wasn't one. I mean, D'Angelo and, and Curry got 20. They did have a number of guys wind up with 14, 14, 13. But I think the box score offensively looks a lot better than, than it really yeah. was during the game. Yeah, and the Warriors wound up taking 42 threes, which I think is something they're going to want to take uh, a lot more uh, three-pointers this year just to, to – just in, in Enhance their chances to, to to score. Yeah, they didn't shoot a bad percentage. No, no definitely did not uh, shoot a bad percentage there. Uh, so on to the next, and and for the Warriors, that means two road games before returning here to Chase Center. They'll be at Oklahoma City and at New Orleans Sunday and Monday. It's it's interesting. There's two teams every year. If you're in the in the Western Conference, there's two teams every year that you only play one time on the road. Uh, last year, it was Oklahoma City and New Orleans that the Warriors only played one time on the road. So this year, it's those two right out of the chute that they're going to play uh, again. And two teams that I think are probably not playoff teams, at least coming into the season. These are opportunities for the Warriors here to, if they're going to be a playoff team themselves, they're going to have to do very well against the Oklahoma Cities and the New Orleans Take nothing away from those two teams. Tough opening losses for both of those teams. Uh, they were competitive. A lot of people think uh, that the Thunder has a pretty decent starting lineup. They probably don't have the depth. And uh, New Orleans, of course, uh, the Warriors dodge a bullet, no Zion Williamson. But that's uh, so unfortunate that we won't get to see him play for a while. And Jovan Buha of The Athletic, who covers the Clippers, he, he gets the final note of the night. As he should. Uh, a tweet uh, from him uh, after the ballgame. Kawhi Leonard ruined the ending of Oracle Arena and the opening of Chase Center. Jovan Buha had uh, 13 points and 11 rebounds tonight for the Clippers. <laughs> Incredible. Uh, that's going to do it for us, Whitey. Fun uh afternoon and evening here at Chase Center. I want to thank uh, Whitey Gleason and, and Jim Barnett on Warriors Live for Tim Jordan and Nash Solomon and Alex Scott and, and everybody uh, back in the studio. Uh, that's going to do it for us. We'll talk to you Sunday right here on 95.7 The Game. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.